What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into uh, the very first episode of Check One, Check Two. Um, I have a very good, very good first episode um, with a good friend of mine, a very talented vocalist, Gabe McQueen of the band Underestimate. This uh, this podcast is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, you know, I think it's really interesting to to speak with people in your scene and um, kind of get inside their head and just talk to them about what they're doing, uh, how they feel about the scene, and uh, just kind of their background. So we're going to touch on a little bit of everything. Now, uh, before we start talking, I'm going to play a little bit of a snippet from an underestimate song called Addictive Existence. And uh, if you stick around and listen to the whole thing, you will hear the full song at the end. Um, so definitely stay tuned after the interview part to hear that song. It's really awesome. Uh, in this interview, we talk about uh, Gabe's background in music and in the scene. Um, you know, He's pretty new in the scene, but uh, I think him and his band are doing great things. And uh, they're trekking right along, and they have some really exciting things for the future that uh, we will touch on at some point in the interview as well. And I do have to apologize because um, we were doing this at a venue after the underestimate set, and somebody in the background was warming up for their set, and so at sometimes it's pretty loud. So you'll, you'll hear some singing and some screaming um, about a minute or two into the podcast. So uh, apologize for that. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and um, hope you enjoy the episode. Here's my conversation with Gabe of Underestimate. Alright, so we're here with Mr. Gabe, the meme king uh, of Underestimate. Uh, you just got done playing your guys' set, killed it. Thanks so it's much. really man. awesome. I think it was my first time actually seeing you guys, like, legit, not just, like, on Facebook videos. Right. So it was pretty cool. Um, so tell us uh, a little bit about Underestimate, like, where you guys got your start. Uh, well, the start of Underestimate pretty much dates back to, like, I would say at least two or three years ago uh i was in a previous band called uh far from sunrise it was just me some kids from high school and we just uh me and my old bassist we decided to leave that band because personal differences and everything like nothing nothing really bad just right. we wanted to do something more so we started we both started underestimate um and that bassist back then his name is jacob Walker. Currently, he is not in the band. He left like maybe a few months after we started. Okay. Uh, but I think when we first started, we got Trey Dixon because I also went to high school with him. That's our lead guitarist, and I've been trying to get him in the band for long, for the longest time. And I think for three years, I, every time I message him, he will leave me on red. And <laughs> me and him joke about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then. Like finally, I reach out to him and ask him to join. He's like, "Sure, man, I guess." Like, I'm not, I don't have anything <laughs> else going on, so I'll give it a try. Right, right. And then that's how we got Trey. Trey knew Jackson. Like they used to skate together, and okay. he knew that they were playing guitar. That he was like practicing guitar. So he got him in the band, 
we both knew, we all knew Alex because me and Trey went to high school with Alex and then Jackson used to, Jackson and Alex are like close friends. Like okay. we call them Mordecai and Rigby from regular <laughs> show because that's who they are. They're Mordecai and Rigby. And then Jackson knew Tyler from like a previous band. And so, and he also knew Jake, our old vocalist, and from their, from Jackson's previous band. So we just brought them over and then underestimate pretty much got started after a few months of like intense practice and like sure. intense writing yeah. and then the underestimate now what happened i'll just elaborate on it like okay. it turned from a six piece to a five piece mainly because our old vocalist was just he it just wasn't what he was passionate about and he wanted to take another out and we fully understand and he left the band and we support his decision and we still love the dude and we 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 talk to him every once in a while, like on Snapchat or whatever. And we're trying to hang out with him outside of like band and music stuff. So yeah, uh, from then on, like we just became a five piece, and we're just working to get tighter and tighter each practice every day. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of hard work. For sure. Um, so when you were in your old band, like when did that start out? Were you like in the scene for a long time, or is it kind of like recently? Um, I actually never really knew about the music scene until like maybe two years ago. Okay. And this was when Underestimate was still trying to find members. I remember the show very clearly. Like I think it was a Sunday night, and I, me and Jackson and Trey and our old merch guy Eric. He, uh, we all were just chilling at the house, and Trey was like, "I want to go to a local show. I know of one, like really, I know of a really good one tonight at the Thompson House. You want to go?" We were like, "Sure. We ain't got nothing. We don't got nothing else to do." So we went down to the Thompson House, and it was I, I it was um, all my friends are dead. Push <coughs> um, me to the edge. <laughs> oh Sorry, my God. it's all good. Dude. It was all my friends are dead. Right. I think it was. It was not manipulated. It was Apex. All my friends are dead. Apex, Juggernaut, The Earth Laid Bare, and Ursa Minor. It was those five bands, and it was like low key. It was a it was a killer show, but there was just like barely anybody there. Right. But that was like the start of me getting into the scene, and since then, like I kind of like just started listening to more and more local bands and um, now I'm just kind of like trying to work on being more in the scene but I can't really because of my car situation us yeah but for sure. for sure when I get that figured out I'm definitely gonna start coming to more shows but yeah that two years ago is when I was first introduced to the local scene but Trey our old guitarist he's just been in it for a while and he's just he just always tells us about local bands like backgrounds and stuff and for like, sure yeah old lineups and everything so See, I'm just a newbie, quote unquote. So do you come from like a musical background? Anybody in your family ever do oh, music? Everybody in my family is musical. Like, I literally said this on the drive down here. Like, everybody in my family, they're all like good singers. Well, not good singers. Great singers. Uh, they all are like good at instruments. Like my sister, she's great at like piano. She's played cello, drums. She's learning bass, guitar. My my mom and my dad and my two older sisters they all sing and my dad just plays piano too. Okay. So I just come from a musical background and like I used to play alto sax and I used to play guitar and then I kind of turned my attention towards vocals. 
Okay. I'm just like I'm always envious of how everybody, how good everybody else sings. <laughs> I'm just over here like all I could do was just make some weird noises with my mouth. No, they're good. They're good though, man. You're you're doing some good work. They are. Um, I, it fits, and I guess I kind of fit in with the family, just in a different aspect. For sure, yeah. So, um, speaking on like vocals and stuff, like who was the first vocalist you heard where you were kind of like, I want to do that, or I want to, I want to scream like that guy. I I think it's been there was a couple vocalists, and it's been stewing. It was stewing in my mind like when I first got introduced to like. I hate to say it, but when I was introduced to this genre, like the heavier side of music, uh-huh. I think it started with, uh, I wanted to say Michael Bond, when he was in What Was Me and such like that. Okay. And since then, I just kind of like started listening around to other vocalists and I loved how, like I was in the metalcore phase at that time, so I just loved people like, oh, uh, the vocalist of For All Those Sleeping and Okay. Doriano Magliano, when he first joined What Was Me and stuff like that, I just loved their vocals. And then I think I started screaming my senior year of high school. Okay. Did you ever, tr- do you try and like emulate other vocalists or are you kind of like trying to do your own thing? Um, when I first started, I was just trying to do my own thing, I guess. I was just trying to figure out my sound and like right. what, what goes best with my body. And then when I started working on my lows, I just started listening to more and more deathcore, okay. just to like get an idea of where I want to be because their lows are like brutal. Oh yeah. And so then I think it was either Trey or our old vocalist Jake who introduced me to Oceano, and since then I was like, that's Oh what, dude, yeah, that's what <laughs> I want to do. That's what I want to do. And since then I've just kind of been listening to more and more deathcore bands just to practice my lows and even my highs. Uh-huh. So, right now I've been kind of, right now where I'm at, I'm in the middle of making my own sound, but also emulating others, like, so I yeah. can kind of perfect it and make it to my own, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like, that's the mistake a lot of people make, is when they start screaming, they want to sound like, you know, I want to sound like this guy, I want to sound like, you know. My big one for a while was uh, Maddie Montgomery of For Today. Oh, yeah. That was, like, one of the first, like, metalcore bands I started listening to. Yeah. And so I always wanted to scream like him, but as I'm, like, screaming, I'm like, I can't emulate those vocals. Exactly. And then you kind of realize as you are, as you keep doing it, you develop your own style, and you're like, well, this is how I sound. Of course, I mean, I'm going to sound crappy for, like, a year. Exactly. You know? And, it, and it's just about, like, bettering uh, your vocals, you know, I'm in the car like every day, just like screaming for a lot of stuff. I can't even scream when I'm driving because I'll, I'll nearly black out and everything. Yeah. Like, I think once I was driving and my dumbass was listening to, well, it's not, I'm not a dumbass, but I was listening to Jared Alonji's like song with Maddie Montgomery on it. Oh, yeah. And I was just trying to like practice that like long scream at the end of the song and while I was driving I felt everything start to get dark and I was like no <laughs> no and I like was trying to fight it and I nearly blacked out when I was on the road luckily nothing happened but I just I think at my old job at Chick-fil-A fun fact I used to be the cow at Chick-fil-A nice I left that like a few weeks ago but like when I was in that costume I used to like practice vocals in there like I can't speak but I'll like do it like with the whisper and then when I actually like get somewhere like my house or like practice I'll actually practice what I've been working on while I was at work and I'll like it'll sound better 
because I I know like the techniques and then when I'm at practice I'll just work on it more and more until I get the sound that I want to yeah. like well so yeah like you said it's about like airflow and everything like that mm -hmm. you know um, like a war I don't know if you heard the song Warpath by Fit for a King oh, like, yeah, he does yeah. that like 13 15 second long scream at the end and you know he's just a, has mastered that like um, just the airflow right and it's the same thing as like hip hop artists do exactly you know the reason they have the flow they have is because they do breathing exercises um so they're not like choking in between their words and having to like all the time you know exactly. they've, they've completely mastered it and so it's not just about like your sound and everything it's about working your breathing body. techniques and um figuring out a way to do it without hurting your vocal cords exactly because you know plenty of guys have done that the guy from color morale has done that uh austin carlisle did the same thing ollie sykes ollie sykes like they've all burned out their voices because you know i mean they they're doing it sort of correctly but they hadn't mastered it. Exactly. And in the old death core days of Bring Me the Horizon, he completely just shot his vocal cords. Exactly. And that's why they change because they can't <laughs> they have doing to. that. <laughs> right. Um, Even Frankie from Amur, like, I think, yeah, didn't he, like, blow out his vocals too? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's just, you just gotta learn how your body works and, like, make your body work for you. Yeah. And, I mean, sometimes you can't even help it. You know, these guys are on the, on the road for weeks at a time and they're screaming every night exactly for th three or four months and um you know i listened to a couple podcasts and one of the chain told of silverstein he said i won't do more than two nights in a row exactly you know because i want to rest my vocal cords you know that that third day you have off it's like drink a lot of water exactly. eat a lot of hot foods and just don't talk to anybody <laughs> you gotta heal you gotta heal rest. before you, yeah, you gotta rest for sure go do it again exactly that's what I, that's like one thing I've always feared, like, because now we're talking about getting a van, like doing weekend runs and like yeah. possibly tours in the future. And I'm just like, this is going to be an everyday commitment. So I got to like, yeah, learn how sure. to like protect my voice so it doesn't like get shot. Yeah, exactly. So I know I've, I've heard like some weird techniques that I've tried myself. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them is uh, gummy bear tea. You take like uh, gummy bears or gummy worms mm. and you pour boiling water over them and it melts the gelatin and the gelatin coats your throat. And it actually works pretty well. Just like the oils and the gelatin kind of just like, just your vocals just kind of just slide right out. <laughs> I'll have to try that for sure. Like I've not heard, I've heard of throat coat. Throat coat, yeah. Yeah, I talked to uh, Logan Adams of Eternal Void and he's just, I was just asking him about it and like even Chris Richter from uh, well former former vocalist of Great Friends he was talking to me about it and he was just telling me like just drink that before you're set and just like warm up your vocals and like yeah. everything will just sound great and so I'm currently gonna start investing in that especially after tonight because <laughs> it wasn't that it was hard to like push out my vocals it was just the fact that I just got tired but yeah, I, sure. anything I can do to make myself sound better I'm Absolutely. I'm going to do it. I'll take any advice or like any method that I can to like help myself. Definitely. So like what's your, uh, with underestimate, what are your guys like, um, I guess not long-term goals, but like what's your next step? What's the next thing that you want to do to kind of take it to the next level? Um, there's a couple things actually. Okay. There's a couple things I've been doing on. Um, right now we're, I think I don't know if you got if you heard me over the mic because I don't know the mic's been weird tonight. But um, I was standing like right in front of the amp, so I just heard I just heard like drums right. and like Trey's guitar, and like <laughs> I was like I gotta turn the vocals up. And then I was sitting there for a minute. And I'm like, you know what? 
I'm sitting right in front of the guitar amp, so. Right, it was like right. I think even at the first song, my my vocals got cut, and I was just like, "Yo, what's going on here?" Like there, I like I could not hear myself, and I couldn't hear anything coming out of the mic, so yep. I was just like, "Oh no!" But then later on, it got figured out. But um, yeah, I was saying during the set that we are currently working on a full length album right now. Okay. And so we're so that's one thing we're doing where we're just kind of like working to finish writing and recording that. Uh, next, we're trying to get a band so we can start doing weekend runs and then do that to like promote new releases and stuff and like start get, uh, start growing fan bases in new areas and not yeah, for just sure. here it's in important. Cincinnati and Kentucky and that. But um, mainly, just getting the new music out is. Mainly getting the new music out and then getting that band so we can just start getting to more people because I run our like Twitter page and such and I just get messages from people who just they just constantly message message the page and tell us how much they love us and they want us to come to their city. So yeah, for I'm sure. definitely working hard, trying to get us to work hard so we can like get to that point where we can like be play every show on that weekend run or on that tour perfectly. And so we can like get the van, so we can actually do the weekend run in the tour. For sure, so that's our next step. So like um, with a lot of bands nowadays, uh, they're going independent, recording independently, and putting out their music independently. Mm. Um, do you think that being on a label is still crucial, or do you think that you can definitely do without it? I think I think that you could do without it, because there are artists who have done who have gone independent and yeah. they've gotten so much notoriety. Like I look up to Chance the Rapper because he's independent and he's just got yeah, puts out all his put all his music for free up until this uh, past album he put out. Exactly, and, and puts like it all on SoundCloud. And he's gotten on like he's gotten major rewards just because he's independent and he's doing all this big stuff. Oh. And so I admire that about him. And so I think that independent is like good because you know you don't have like other people like trying to tell you what to do you right can, like you know what works best for you and like how you can like pretty much well you know what works best for you and your fan base right so you can do that yourself and not have other people like try to like change you or like do other things for you but also to play devil's advocate i think that you need a label because i think a label can help you like get to people and to get to certain people and can help you see certain things that you normally couldn't see like sure. help you market it and brand yourself i would say yeah exactly i mean you know there's there's labels out there like uh rise and um like roadrunner sumerian and they when they get a new artist i mean they push and they push the crap out of them for weeks right and then they'll put them on tour and they and they just blow up and then you have other labels um that kind of screw you over a little bit, right. and um, not to name any names, Victory Records. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I've heard <laughs> plenty of lot. horror stories from from labels like that. Um, so I think it's definitely important when you, you know, if you're looking for a label to be, you can be picky. You're allowed to be picky, exactly, and uh, and do your research and talk to other bands that are on the label. Because mm -hmm. um, I mean, they'll be they'll be brutally honest with you. Exactly. I mean, if they if they hate the label, they'll they won't post on their Facebook page, but they'll tell you about it. Exactly. Um, and that's one thing I'm kind of worried about, like like wary about, because 
we've been thinking about like with this next release we've kind of been thinking about like shopping it out like to different labels but i think that like i'd rather we just kind of stick it stay independent right now until yeah. like we until at least we get the materials we need to like start yeah shopping well, yeah i think it's important to have some piece of music out first yeah and also have a bit of a fan base because exactly. you know you do have a lot of bands that will sign to a label and um, like really early on and exactly. they don't have anything and then at that point the label says alright well we want you to put out this kind of music and we want you to put out this this is going to be your single right this is the date you're going to put it out this is the date you're going to release your album mm-hmm. but you know when you're doing it independently you can say hey here's a new song or hey you know, we're dropping the album next week or whatever you can do exactly. kind of whatever you want and then when you get up to a good fan base you can kind of uh, work with the label and say like well you know we have a fan base now so right we got to kind of work together exactly and like I think that's I think coming up I think the best part about like just being independent and just working on our own is just like coming up with the marketing ideas on like how to hype up new releases and stuff like that right. or just anything like related to the band just working on marketing ideas for us it's I, I mean, me and Tyler, our drummer, we're like the main guys who like kind of like threw over the ideas for the marketing for uh, Underestimate. And that's always been like a fun thing, like especially with our last EP, Parallels. It was just mainly me and him and like even Trey, our guitarist, just kind of like thinking of things we could right. do to like stir that up. And like we learned some lessons from that, like don't promise a date until you actually have the material. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's there's so many times when, you know, we want to say, oh, you know, we'll have something by the fall, and then we have to push it back and push it back. Exactly. Because when you're recording and mixing independently, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, especially when, you know, if you're, like, not a professional, you're kind of learning little tricks here and there. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, our band, we're definitely not going to mix and master our own music. You know, we're producing and recording and everything, and then we're going to send it off. Right. Um, so what what's the writing process for you guys right now? Writing process? Currently, what it is is um, sometimes Trey, Trey has just got to create such a creative mind. Like, he'll just have, like, a lead that he just, he'll just be by himself, and he'll just create a lead. Create like a song for himself, and then he'll just show it to Jackson. And then, like Jackson, like Trey will have like something super crazy and super something super awesome. And then Jackson will kind of like bring it down and like kind of make it work. Like sometimes, sometimes like Trey has great ideas, but it won't be in like it's like too out there. And so Trey uh, Jackson's job is to kind of like bring it back in, yeah, and then make it work for all of us. And then sometimes Jackson will like Jackson will do the same, and like Trey will do the same for him. And then we all just kind of like they all just kind of sit there and write. And then I'll be there, just kind of like listening to the song, figuring everything out, like lyric wise and vocal wise. Okay. And and I'll I'll sit there and listen to it until I'm like until I have like a product that I can be proud of for sure. So do you do like? Um do you do words or I don't know if you can call it melodies with screaming, but kind of like your um, vocal your cadence and like your vocal structure? Do you go words and then figure out how you're gonna how you're gonna make it happen, or do you kind of come up with like a da, 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 and then put like words to it? Um, I kind of 
yeah, I, I kind of like think of a rhythm, like a vocal pattern, kind uh-huh. of. So I kind of like think of it in my head, especially if it's like a really, really sick part in a song that I like, mm-hmm. which I've been doing a lot lately. I've just kind of been like thinking of a certain vocal pattern, and then usually I have my lyrics figured out, and I'll like figure, and then I'll just like kind of do the lyrics to the song, but then. Okay. Lately, what I've been doing to like make my push myself and make myself better is just kind of like think of the rhythm first, and then if the words don't work, try to like rewrite the words into a way that it fits the rhythm and pattern. And so that's just my new formula for like coming up with vocals. And it's even like even with our new stuff, because like lately I've been thinking of like new grooves and stuff for like my vocal, like push the groove behind the song and everything. So yeah, I just kind of go like. And then think of the words, and then I have a line, and then I keep doing that for the rest of the song. Okay. So when you like you you guys are working on a full length album right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some bands work differently with how many songs they write for a record. Right. Uh, some write you know they'll write thirty songs and they'll pick out twelve good songs to put on the record. Mm-hmm. Some will just write twelve and this is the twelve that we're gonna put on. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys do with that? Uh. Well, to like enlighten, to well, I'm gonna enlighten on the new release. It is a concept album. Okay. So I kind of how it started was I kind of just at first it started with three songs and we were just gonna be like here here's three songs that's gonna be a new EP. Okay. And then I was like hey these three songs work together. What if we make a story out of it? And so everybody was like yeah let's try it. And so I kind of like thought of the story at first, like laid it out and how the story came out was like it was 12 different parts of the story that carries like 12 different emotions and 12 different messages and learn how to like make them all work together and like okay. work the continuity and such and so I told them and went to them about it and they just kind of started writing and I'll like tell them like the mood behind the song so we just kind of I kind of just told them like this story is going to work if we have like 12 songs and they were like okay you came up with the story you just gotta tell us what the what the mood and everything is behind it and we'll write to it and so that's kind of what we did just just originally I just told them like 12 songs and they were like okay okay we'll get to cool. work so um, can we expect any cleans on the album it's gonna be mostly distorted vocals or it's gonna be there's definitely gonna be some more cleans in the on the album okay. like me and Jackson were talking and I just told him like I wanted to hear like he was like me and him were talking and I was like I kind of want to hear more singing on this one and he's yeah. like dude definitely because he's been he's been getting better with singing and he's just been practicing so there's definitely going to be some new there's going to be some more cleans on this album than the last release um there's going to be some new vocal text meet I wish I could speak. There's going to be some new vocal techniques for me because I've just been like working my ass off, just learning every, not every technique, but just learning whatever technique like catches my ear. Okay. And um, there's definitely, we're def- there's definitely going to be a lot more melody, but there's also going to be a lot more heaviness in group. Basically, we're going to evolve from what we were at Parallels. So. I'm really excited for everybody to hear. Like, Omens is going to be on the new release for okay. sure. And everybody that we've seen at that, like, every show that we've played that song at, everybody just loves it. So I can't wait for them to hear the rest of the material. Okay.
So um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, we've hit on some good points. Um, I'm going to try at the end of every podcast to play a song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so what song would you like the people to hear? I would love for everybody just to hear Addictive Existence. Okay. That song just comes from a more personal place for all of us. And it's just about, I don't know, somebody that, not me, but like a couple of the band members like grew up with and we found out like maybe last year he died. Well, last year, like the day of, we found out that he died of drug addict, like a drug addiction. Okay. And so it kind of like hit everybody in our friend group kind of hard. Like I kind of, I got upset even, I, I didn't, I didn't really like know the dude. I've seen him around at our school, but like I didn't really know him. And it even hit me hard because, like, it just kind of, like, showed me that nobody is really safe. Like, kids our own age are dying from this problem. And, like, it just needs to be stopped. And, like, there are other people who... I know there are definitely other people who are going through that same problem where they just have someone that they love just going through drug addiction and something. And that song is just to let them know, like... Well, that song is more so a message to that friend that we lost, like saying, "Like we wish we were here to help you." Like when we, we 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 wish we were here to help you when we had the chance to. Because even one of our friends was even talking about like how he knew he was going down that path, but just right. never knew how to like confront him about it. Exactly. So that's basically the whole message of the song. And so I just want everybody to hear that namely for the message of the song, but also just to get excited for new underestimate and such. It's coming like soon, like really soon. And I hope everybody is like, I want everybody to be paying attention when it drops. Cause when it, when it does, it's just gonna be like, it's gonna be Bam. a smack in the face, dude. For sure. All right, guys, you heard it here. You can expect the new underestimate album very, very soon. So definitely keep an eye on that. Hit the like button on Facebook. Um, hit them up on Twitter, let them know how good they're doing. Um, and here is Addictive Existence by Underestimate. Peace out.